What is up, everybody? It is Zach from Matt Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with yet another Slap Socks FC YouTube video. Let's get into it. The title of this post says it all. So start to the season. It wasn't. It has been indeed for both these players. For Pulisic, there's been mitigating circumstances. He had COVID and that knocked him out at the start of the season and got fit just in time to go play with the U.S. men's national team. And then he's picked up an ankle injury that'll keep him out of this coming international window. So he'll have been out for that for around a month. When he gets back to fitness, though, looked him looked him to regain his place in the team because they've been playing guys like Odoi ahead of him. And Pulisic is definitely a better player than Odoi. But his cards are down right now. It might be a good time to buy. Because, for example, his Hyper Prism PSA 10 down 48% from $338 on Labor Day weekend to $174.50 now. For Jaden Sancho, this answer is a little more complex. Um, obviously, big money transfer to Manchester United this summer. A lot of hype there. It was a long-awaited move for him. But he hasn't played great so far. He's been hurt by them bringing in Ronaldo, too. That's more competition for him. He's competed with Ronaldo, Greenwood, Rashford. A lot, of, a lot of competition for minutes on that team, and he's been struggling to adjust to the – physicality and pace of the Premier League. And it's been reflected in this market again, $285 on Labor Day weekend down to $153.50 now. It's a 46% decrease. He might struggle for a while this season. It's always tough players first year in the Premier League. They tend to struggle. It's a, it's a different beast than most leagues are with the physicality needed week in and week out and just the speed of play and the high level of tactical understanding too. So it's definitely not an easy place to go. Uh, moving on, a card that's up right now, the 2018 Panini Prism World Cup Neymar PSA 10, up 52% uh, in the past month. He's been playing pretty well for PSG. They just had that big win uh, over City in the Champions League, which I'll talk about a little bit more. But Neymar, obviously one of the best players in the world, super quality, super good on the ball. But the thing that his market's really waiting for to really explode is that Champions League win with PSG. And maybe this is the year, maybe not. We'll see. I think it will be. Champions League this past week, a great, uh, great slate of football that happened. Uh, we had Ajax beat Beskidas, not surprising there. Inter struggled to draw against Shakhtar. Inter and the, and the Champions League just don't seem to mix very well. They always seem to struggle. And then the game of uh, the Tuesday window was the PSG versus Man City game. For large parts of that game, City was the better team, but and then PSG was decisive. Messi finally scored a goal for uh, PSG, and what a goal it was. Received the ball on the sideline, went on a 45-yard run by himself, passed it to Mbappe, who did a brilliant layoff to Messi at the top of, top of the box, and Messi just smashed it into the top right corner. Uh, to seal the 2-0 victory and set Paris alight. It was a brilliant, brilliant goal. And just people were like, oh, Messi's not scoring. Look at Ronaldo for United, all the goals. You can't keep the GOAT down for long. Messi's going to always show his quali quality, and that's what he did there. Club Brugge, the one of the Cinderella's of this Champions League so far, drew PSG and now is beating Leipzig 2-1. It's been a rough uh couple games in the Champions League for Jesse Marsh's Jesse Marsh's men though and Cuckoo again on the score score sheet for Leipzig he's he's really been playing well and then Liverpool smashed Porto 
Uh, Atletico was able to squeak past Milan 2-1 um, with the help of a late penalty, I believe. And then Dortmund, without Holland, narrowly beat Sporting. And then this result was the start of the, a very rough week for Real Madrid, losing 2-1 at home to to Minos Sheriff. Madrid dominated that game, but the Sheriff keeper was amazing, made tons of great saves, held it at 1-1, and then Sheriff scored a goal right at the end to steal it in the Bernabeu. And then on the Wednesday match day, Atalanta defeated uh, Young Boys 1-0, Zenit cruised by Malmo 4-0, Bayern, no surprise here, smashed Dynamo Kiev, and then Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona. I'm going to talk about their issues a little more later, but yeah. In the Camp new 3-0 loss to Benfica. Or actually, I'm not sure if that game was at home or not. Someone say in the comments. But regardless of where it was, Benfica, our team Barcelona, is supposed to beat. And they didn't. Drama swirling will come and keep his job. It's just, that club is an absolute mess right now. Manchester United defeated Villarreal behind a late winner from Cristiano, 2-1. to one. Wolfsburg 1-1 draw Sevilla. Salzburg battled the Americans in this one. Aronson got the better of uh, Wales, Leo 2-1. And then this was a pretty big upset here considering how poorly Juventus have been in that Serie A so far. But 1-0 win against Chelsea. Chiesa, brilliant as always. One of the best. Uh, honestly, now he it's fair to say he's one of the best players in the world. He's a amazing player his pace his decisiveness in front of goal his quality on the ball he's just spectacular and he's one to watch card wise too because italy's not going anywhere on the world stage and then more madrid's rough week continued losing 2-1 to espanol after starting the season pretty well uh it's kind of been falling apart for madrid uh in this past week Expect them to write the ship, though. Ancelotti's a very calming presence at manager. They have lots of veterans on that team who've been there before, and they should be able to bounce back and be okay. But a fellow La Liga team might not be able to this season. So Suarez made his return against Barcelona. Coleman was not on the touchline for this game. He was in the executive box due to his red card suspension. And when Barcelona let Suarez goal, go, it was Coleman giving Suarez a call and telling him they weren't going to keep him. Suarez ended up scoring in this one and did a, a phone call celebration that many thought was directed at Coleman. But just Barcelona are in shambles right now. Yes, Fati's back. But other than that, there's really not much going right for the club. Their wage bill was slashed even more by La Liga. There's huge doubts and questions swirling about their manager. They haven't even ha registered a shot on goal yet in the Champions League, winless from two matches. And they're at this point, they're you would be uh, wrong to say they're not favorites to be knocked out of the Champions League, which is in the group stage, which is even more money that they'll be losing at a time when they really can't afford to. So, I. I said, I've commented, I've talked to some people about this on Instagram this week. It's really starting to look like Barcelona is going to be uh, this decade's AC Milan. 
for those who don't know, AC Milan, mid-2000s, was one of the best teams in the world, spending tons of money, winning the Champions League, winning Serie A, reaching finals, this, that, and the other. And then financially, they just completely fell apart and were basically a mid-table side in Serie A for the next five or six years. And then they started to revive the last couple of years, and now they're back in the Champions League for the first time in a while. Barcelona could very well be heading down a similar path to that. And then that raises further questions of a, an investment in a player like Fati, because if he's not playing in the Champions League, that severely, severely hurts his value. Um, so it's just – it's really – to be wary about Barcelona right now. And I do have to say also the fact that Messi got this team with a trophy last season, had them in the Liga title hunt, qualified them for the knockout stages of the Champions League with this squad and that manager in Komen is nothing short of brilliance from him. And it's just, I think Barcelona is in for a rough couple of years moving forwards. And then moving on to the Bundesliga, this this was one this coupled with uh, Leverkusen's four 0 win is what allowed them to draw level with Munich at the top of the table. Eintracht Frankfurt with a big upset of Munich winning two one in that one, and then another big upset, PSG losing two 0 to Rennes really didn't register an attacking threat all game, even though they played their huge attacking talent. It's their first loss in League One. They're still going to win League One, obviously. But, yeah, just goes to show you can't win every single game that you play. And then just want to give a little shout-out to Napoli here. Seven from seven, top of the table right now in Serie A with another win. It's time against Fiorentina, Herbin Lozano. For all you Mexican fans out there with the goal, he's been playing pretty well for them. And they're looking to take advantage of Juventus being weaker than they have in years, along with Inter, too. And then... The game of the weekend, one of, probably the best game of the season so far, uh, especially that sack, second half. Man City coming out with a 2-2 draw against Liverpool and Anfield. And Liverpool, I have to say, was a bit fortunate in this one as Milner arguably not. He really should have been sent off with two yellow cards. Uh, the ref didn't want to give a second yellow on in a big match, but the foul he committed was a, a obvious yellow card and should have been given every time. But Solo with a brilliant goal, Foden, Foden with a great goal, De Bruyne with goal, just amazing football play throughout, end-to-end, attacking, especially in the second half. These these two teams, along with Chelsea, are the Premier League elite at the moment. And I would put United there, but they are just not consistent enough. They drop points again this week. Yeah, it's looking like a three-horse race at the top right now, but it should be a, a cracking title race this season. And then... Mbappe is in the headlines once more saying that he gave an interview that came out today that said he requested to leave PSG in July, not in at the end of August, like how it was initially reported. And as he said, it would have only been for Real Madrid. His contract is still up after the season. He hasn't signed an extension. And he's honestly very unlikely to at the moment. So right now, if I was a betting man, I would be saying that I would be betting that Mbappe will move to Real Madrid after this season. And then we're going to be entering into an international break this week. U.S. men's national team, huge, huge week for us. Got to get results. Coming up Thursday is the first one against Jamaica, and this was the roster that was released. Sean Johnson, uh, 
the third string keeper and then I would expect Zach Steffen and Matt Turner to each start at least one game in this window. And then we have defense, George Bello, uh, John Brooks, uh, who I have on the next slide, John Brooks will reportedly be missing out on international duty due to back problems, which is opening the door really for mainly for Chris Richards because Miles Robinson has really seemed to anchor down one of the starting center back spots. But that means the other one is up for grabs right now, especially with Brooks not being impressive in the last window. Chris Richards has been playing well so far for Hoffenheim. So he's one to watch out for. Anthony Robinson probably going to be your starter at left back too. And then you have a right back. And this group of players is really between Dest, Shaq Moore, and DeAndre Yedlin. I expect Yedlin and Dest for sure to get time out of right back and more probably too. In the midfield, I really like who we have here. Acosta has been playing very well for us. Adams, obviously the, one of the main men on this team. And then I like it. Busio's coming into the side after a strong start in Venetia and Italy. Legit, always reliable. McKenney, they're putting what happened in the last window behind them. And then Eunice Musat's fit, which is huge because we really missed his ball-carrying ability from midfield in the last window. Look, to him, look for him to have a key role uh, in this next international window. And then up front, Sar, uh, Pulisic and Reyna are both probably out for the window. They could be added late, but most likely they will not be playing, which means we need two two of our informed wingers in Europe right now. Aronson and Way to really step up, along with Hoppy and Ariola behind them, and then Pepe and Zardes as your strikers. Pepe's probably going to be the starter there and look for him to build on his amazing uh, window last time out. Yeah, expect Pepe to score some more goals. It's going to be exciting to watch him play at the number nine some more. Yeah, as I said before, Greg Berhalter, this team are pushing, letting the pass in the past, and they're moving on with Weston. I mean, hard not to. He's one of our most important players, and to drop him for two windows really just it would have been punishing the team. It would not have been good. So right call by everyone involved there. Busio is definitely going to have a big role based on what Bearhalter said here. Man, I love what he's been doing for us. We see him being able to perform. We won't hesitate to put him in. We think he's going to be a contributor to this camp. Are you Busio investors out there? This is going to be a big window to see if he's got what it takes at the CONCACAF level to really play for the U.S. moving forward. And then Pepe, the man in the news, uh, Champions League, Bundesliga club says they're willing to do everything possible to get Ricardo Pepe from Dallas. He's got transfer interest from all over the Champions League, Ajax, teams in England, teams in Germany. And he's going to move. The question is if it's in this winter window after the MLS season ends or does he wait until the summer? I would say it's very likely at this point that he moves in the winter once the MLS season ends and links up with a team that's hopefully still playing in Europe too. And then moving on, a record sale for this card. 2003 Panini Sports, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mega Cracks, number 137, PSA 10, $319,800. That's almost a $100,000 increase on the previous sale price of this card. This card, along with the 71 BIS Messi PSA 10, there's like 25, 30 of each of them. I think eventually these are million-dollar cards in the long run, and I think people who are buying this are pretty savvy investors at the moment. But this should really – give a little bit of a push to the whole market because people see that high-end money that, oh, 
look at soccer, look at the money's being dropped here. I should go put some money into the soccer card market. I think we're going to see some of that moving forwards, but this is obviously a big time card of one of the greatest players ever. And still not at Messi's price level, but both of them are on the rise, which is really good to see. And then a Florian Verts player I feel like I've been talking about a lot today. Tops now, rookie PSA 10, $228 in August, up 86% now to $426. And that's not the only one of his cards that up. As long as well as his 2020 Top Scrum Sapphire, green out of 75, that's up. $370 since uh, July to $645, 134.55% increase. He's been balling out four goals, leading the league and assisting the Bundesliga with five. Again, Leverkusen's right there in the title hunt with Bayern at the moment. And got two years left on his contract, probably going to be moving after uh, this season ends. So Leverkusen can recoup a fee on him. They got the He's got the World Cup coming up with Germany too. He's an absolute stud. I expect as he as long as he continues putting up numbers like this and next summer with a big move, the World Cup coming up, his prices are only going to continue to rise. So he's definitely one to watch out for. That's going to do it for this week. As always, like, comment, subscribe. DM me on Instagram at Premier Soccer Investing. Thanks for watching. Peace.